0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set towards Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, They said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Legendary New York Yankee ball player Joe DiMaggio has a central part in Ernest Hemingway's famous novel, The Old Man and the Sea, though he is not a character. The story's protagonist is a Cuban fisherman named Santiago. He's a big sports he's a big fan of the sports legend, and he constantly refers to him as the Great DiMaggio. Well, I just turned thirty one this week. I haven't lived yeah, thank you. I haven't lived an exceedingly long time, certainly not as long as the fictitious Santiago. If God is generous, I'll have many more years to experience baseball. But at long last, thirty one years, I finally have a great player to call my own one that I hopefully can pass along tales of to my son. I am referring, of course, to the great Machado, as in Manny Machado. Now, I think Manny Machado has the potential to be the best Oriole of my lifetime. Now, granted, that's a low bar considering the desert wasteland this franchise was from the time I was 13 to the time I turned 27. Seriously, how many of you guys... Over there, are actually, Orioles fans. You who are under the age of thirty, how many of you are Orioles fans? Aww. Really? Are not nine of you are rooting for the Orioles? Yeah, yeah. See, see, you guys don't know. You guys have no idea. Like, from from the time you were all in high school, from the time I was in middle school until literally the time I took this call at Salem, the Orioles were hot garbage. I mean, they were terrible. We who stuck with this joke of a franchise wandered through the burning desert of losers for over a decade, craning our necks for a glimpse of anything resembling quality baseball. You have not lived until you've watched Cesar Asturias strike out with the bases loaded over and over again. And along in 2010 came the great Machado. Through the baseball draft. It was the smartest thing the Orioles had done since their manager wrote Ripken in the lineup card 2,000 times in a row. Now, the way the baseball draft works is the worst team drafts first. I know I, some of you, I'm sure, are Pirates fans. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't complain too much. Uh, now, the way the baseball draft works is the worst team drafts first, the second worst team drafts second, and so on. The Orioles were the third worst team in 2009. Therefore, they drafted third in 2010. So it is by the grace of God and their God-awful pitching rotation that they landed Manny Machado. And while the Orioles of my lifetime have not always been good, the franchise itself does have a proud tradition of winning. So in drafting Machado, the Orioles hope to build a new legacy, and for Machado himself, a man I do not know personally, he has answered the call to play for this team ever since he was drafted. Now, the great Machado didn't really have options. It was either play for the Orioles or don't play at all. And as I read the call stories in today's text, one in First Kings and the other in Luke's Gospel, I think about this. Obviously, Machado's game brings me a lot of joy. But he also didn't have a choice. The draft and other rules mandate that. And in the readings, we learn that Elijah, Elisha isn't really given much of a choice either. Elijah basically throws his jacket over his head and says, you're with me. Jesus won't even let his followers say goodbye to their loved ones. Urgency seems to be the word of the day. God's work requires no wasted time. Jesus has come to fulfill his destiny in bringing the kingdom. Now for all of us, every person in this room, there is a sense of destiny. What it is, we won't often know until it is fulfilled. It took an incredible set of circumstances, most of them very bad circumstances, for Manny Machado to become a Baltimore Oriole. It took even more incredible circumstances for Elisha to become a prophet and for the disciples to follow Jesus. Now I want you to sit back for a moment and think of the circumstances that led you to Salem. A handful of you have been coming since you were very little. Some of you are visiting, I would say most of you probably are visiting for the first time today. What led you here? And more importantly, for you for you Long time Salem folk, or you Salem folk who have only been here for a few months. Why do you stay? What is your role here in this congregation? Our destiny as baptized children of God lies with Jesus. And realizing that destiny is a lifelong journey that begins at the font. And it started for Ryan today. I really admire Katie and Drew, Ryan's parents, for taking this so seriously. I'm very blessed to be friends with both of them, and I made an offhanded comment it was like a few months ago about I'm willing to baptize Ryan if you want me to, and here we are today. Just as Elijah and Jesus were impatient, I appreciate your responsible impatience. It is an honor to do my part in sending Ryan into the world, and it will be great for him to grow up with the gifts that God has given him and to see where his destiny lies. And I think the best thing I can say to all of you as baptized children of God is that whatever your destiny is, you have the gifts. Elijah had to know that Elisha was blessed and would learn or else he wouldn't have wasted his time with him. He had no problem telling God no. Jesus knew that his followers were imperfect, but that they all had something special to offer. I will tell you, no comment thrills me more as a pastor than when someone says to me, Wow, I never knew I had the gifts for ministry to do the thing that I'm doing. You all have gifts. God has blessed you with them. The responsibility of faith leaders is helping you to realize what those gifts are. And perhaps that's why Elijah and Jesus act the way that they do. Maybe they know that Elisha and other potential disciples have gifts for ministry and they just need to draw those gifts out. They know that these servants of God are not perfect, just as we are not perfect. But you don't have to be perfect to serve God. The prophetic message is of critical importance, and especially in the case of Jesus as he is on his way to Jerusalem in order to meet his own destiny, they don't have a lot of time. God is planning something, and for us who follow today, we'll figure it out as we go along. But let us not be afraid to be who we are and using our gifts for ministry. We really don't have the choice. Much like Machado, we were drafted into this through our baptism. So I encourage you, people of Salem, and all of you who are visiting today, I encourage you to live with a sense of holy urgency. You have gifts for ministry, so why waste time? It is certainly important to be patient when considering church work like finances in the building, but the work of the church requires a responsible impatience. It took a lot for Manny Machado to become an Oriole, but since he has, he has never looked back in his quest to become a great ball player. And likewise for you, it took a lot for all of you to get here, an incredible amount of special circumstances. But you're here, and that's good. And now as you go from here, live your life with a sense of urgency for God. Do not look back on your sins. Look forward to the grace that you have received in our Lord Jesus Christ through your baptism, and live it. Amen.